0: So, you know how you wake up someday and you just realize that you want to start doing something new. You want to start putting yourself out there. And you have this feeling that you can actually accomplish this thing. But in a field where you're trying to play in, in a field where you're trying to, like, grow in, there are less of, you know... There are less people with no experience. There are, you find that in this kind of field, in defining this kind of field, you have plans of excelling in experience as very vital. And at that stage, at that point in time, you know you are not equipped enough to get that experience. You know, this was my own kind of problem. This was my own kind of dilemma. You know. I started writing online at the age of 26 and of all topics to write about it was life advice and self-development you know when it comes to life advice and self-development experience plays a part because it is you know it is only someone that has lived enough that can actually tell people okay this is my experience this is how i failed, and this is how i can advise you to take a different path to succeed, you know? So, at the age of 26, what, like, what does a 26 person know? Or what do a 26 person know? 26 years, 26 age of, or years, you know? What do they know, you know? At that age, you might be asking yourself, like, do you really want to take advice from a 26-year-old guy on the internet? But, you know, when you, deep that matter like when you deep like when you give thoughts into it you know it might feel like narcissism you know it might feel like oh this guy is kind of confident in himself he has experienced a lot of things he wants to tell people about everything that has happened around him and in his life but one thing you'll be mistaken is about like in as much as all those things look like my confidence was high in as much as all those things look like i had it all together I was silently suffering from imposter syndrome. You know, what a lot of people don't understand during those period of my writing on the internet was the imposter syndrome I was dealing with behind closed door. You know, during the you no know, during those years I was consistently doubting myself if I can pull through this and write real things that can resonate with people. You know, this was my experience, and because of my being judged. I started off writing online anonymously for a year and a half, I think. You know, not only was I writing in a blog, I also was writing on Twitter where everyone can read my writings, why I struggled with imposter syndrome anonymously, because I felt like the only way to do this was to hide behind a mask, like hide behind a DP, like a display picture that wasn't mine, or a kind of persona that wasn't mine, so... I think talking about this now plays a huge part, like just gives me this kind of knowledge of how an alter ego plays a huge part on beating imposter syndrome. Because I knew like if I had to like show my face, if I have to like show who I really was, you know, I wouldn't have done what I was doing then. So I had to create this alter ego that could like cover who i was or who i am within and create this anonymous kind of image on the internet where i can fully write what i was writing but even with all that i was still dealing with my own kind of imposter syndrome because you have to understand that when you are giving advice to other people especially at that age you kind of feel this kind of way like with every tweet I sent, then I was feeling like a fraud. With every blog post I published, I was feeling like a fraud, because I was looking at because I was looking at myself like, oh, I wasn't enough. You know, I had this I had this, like negative self talk within me that keeps on saying, you are not enough. You are not at that place yet to tell people what to do with their life. You are not at that place yet to you know to like to like dish out all this information you're dishing out, you know. And that kind of thing is what, was what I was struggling with, you know. I always like, my confidence wasn't built overnight, you know. My only escape, you know, during those time was I knew deep within me that even at 26, I had what it takes, you know. My doubt was how will people receive this thing I was giving, you know. It is one thing to know that you're talented, you know. And then in order to prove that talent especially in a field that requires years of experience to be taken seriously so at the back of my mind i knew okay i had this information i'm talented enough to go around it to write about it but i don't have that experience to be taken seriously and this is what a lot of young practitioners suffer in the field where they feel like okay they have gone to school, they have gone to get a degree, they have done everything needed to be able to, like, become a full practicing practitioner. But in the experience, they lack the experience. And now they are being thrown in the field where people who, where they are competing with people that have been doing what they are doing for, like, years counting, you now for 20, 15 years. And things like that, you know, with this kind of feeling, you start feeling this imposter syndrome that you are not supposed to be here, you are not supposed to like, you know, join shoulders with this kind of people, and so you have to understand that this was how I was judging myself, like I judged myself more than anyone could judge me, you know, I had too much of an ego to even talk about it, you know. Within that situation, I knew the only way to get out of this imposter syndrome I was feeling was to continue writing and publishing mm-hmm. till it became my experience, till it became like drinking water or breathing. You know, all these things we do them more consciously, like drinking water or breathing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So my mind was like, the only way to break out of this imposter syndrome was to do this so much that it becomes your daily experience, it becomes something that you embody at the end of the day you know i had myself doubt but i never allowed it to detect my flow you know and this is one thing i will always be grateful for of never allowing myself doubt to detect my flow and this was hugely possible because i already had experience doing music facing microphone fright you know facing audience fright and you know being in front of audience i always felt like that was my saving grace because Starting from a very young age, I was already doing music, I was already practicing music, not even like part time, but deep into music, like professional. So I had beat all those like questions of doubt and you know, of feeling scared or having fright. You know, I've seen it, I've seen the audience, I've performed in the audience, so this saved me. But even if this could be my saving grace, there are a lot of young practitioners out there with no experience of tackling what the uh, that's what is like what is facing them, you know. They have no experience of tackling stage fright or the public, and they have not yet come into this kind of arena where it is competitive and you have to like fight your demons, you have to like fight your fears, you have to like fight your insecurities. Music helped me with that, but a lot of people out there might not have that pro experience and might not have that pro luck, you know. So, in this kind of way, if you're a young practitioner in such a field you Want to start by challenging the negative self-talk within you because that was one of the things that helped me, you know. Since I was like, Oh, I already had an experience doing music, it was easier for me to like notice the self-talk in me, the negative self-talk in me, and combat them, you know. Because the process of combating imposter syndrome starts with addressing and challenging the negative self-talk in your head. When you hear the negative self when you hear this negative self-talk in your head. Telling you you are not good enough, challenge it with positive affirmations. It helped me and it will help you also. And secondly, is you need to seek mentorship and don't be silent about your problems. You know, looking back at my time of dealing with imposter syndrome, I was stubborn. You know, I was really stubborn and I had this big ego, this big ego on me where I, where I wasn't even talking to anybody about it. I wasn't even like, Opening up to about it, I was still seeking mentorship. No, nothing like that, you know. You know, and I feel like things could have been easy for me if I had opened up about my fears of feeling like a fraud. I was stubborn and believed the only way out of it is through it. That has always been my mindset. Like, let's just go through it, you know. And, you know, but this is not advisable. At the end of the day, it is not like productive. It is not like good. At the end of the day, so be able. Be humble enough to seek out mentorship. Don't be silent about your problems because everyone that has gone through again like everybody goes through imposter syndrome. Everybody goes through imposter syndrome. And one thing you should always know about that, those people you look up to in your in your workplace or in your career and every other thing, they have gone through their own part of imposter syndrome. And by talking to them about it, they can help you get out of it. You know, they can put you through um, Because one thing I've noticed about those kind of people is just like, they are great at giving advice and helping young colleagues out of it. Just like if I can look back now and see people that was once in my shoe, I will be able to like tell them like, oh, this is what you should do and this is what you should not do. So those colleagues have experienced whatever you experienced, like whatever you're experiencing. And they are great at giving advice to help you get out of imposter syndrome. So this is where I end today's podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to. So the next time, stay safe. Thank you.